Good evening, everybody. Thank you for joining. Sorry, Dude, Hunter. what the fuck are you doing? Uh, it's not Corona mask. You don't need that shit here. It's not Corona mask. It's but you're in my basement. It's for safety. Fuck yourself. Take it off. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> uh, hold on. Hold on a second. This is better? Dude, you're retarded. All right, guys. Well, today's episode, you are going to see or listen, for that matter, um, how gambling works. So this episode of Fight On is basically Fight On Goes to School. Welcome back, everybody. This is Danny Miami here on Fight On, part of the Game On Sports Podcast for everyone. I've got the guy, the man, the myth, the legend, but he's in front of me, so he's not really much of a legend. Um, it's Donnie D. How are you doing, bro? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Uh, as always, Staying man. Staying safe. Staying safe, whatever that. He makes me take off my corona. Anyway, whatever. Uh, and, and today's episode is really special to me because I've been a big fight fan for a very long time. I just never had the insights of what the gambling aspect is like yeah you know you bought you bet your friend ten dollars on a fight if the fighter wins you get 10 bucks that's the simple way to do it um there's a world of gambling for you gambling addicts out there like me and i've never ventured into it so joining me today is uh the, the new gangster that i'm meeting for the first time on a podcast verge man how are you i'm good bro thanks for having me i'm uh i'm hungry i'm hungry to win some money this weekend <laughs> that's what is up man so that's the attitude that that we appreciate which is why you're here uh so basically uh this episode i'm going to be doing a little bit of the break not so much the breakdown of the fights although i will probably end up being tempted you know donnie how i do mm. with the leg kick and the leg kick you know yeah all that we crap. know so I, I will do a little bit of that but primarily we're going to be focusing on how gambling works um because i have no idea so we're about to go to school here in a second and um and then, and then I'll kind of cover, we'll do something a little fun here, Verge, if you don't mind. Before you tell me who the favorite is, I haven't looked at any of the favorites. I don't know anything about gambling. I just know fighting. Uh, Verge is the gambler. We're going to merge here, merging Verge. Um, and basically, I'm going to take, take, take some ideas as to what I think the favorite is, and then uh, a Verge is going to prove me wrong uh, so you can see how little uh, there is to know about this stuff, how much there is to know. And uh, here we go. So uh, UFC 249 is going to be tomorrow night. The prelims are at 8. The main card is at 10. Um, normally, nobody watches the prelims, but because we've been quarantined for so long, Dana White put together a hell of a card. We're talking about a card for the ages. The preliminary uh, card alone is in itself a main event. Um, these are great names fighting each other, great matchups as well. So uh, Verge, um, you are the expert in gambling. We're going to start with the very, very, very basic. When I bet on a fighter, what, I, what exactly am I doing? Now, are you doing the bookie side of things or? Yeah, so we can, we can just touch on it. So basically, I mean, we'll, we'll start very basic. We'll start very basic. So um, if you want to bet on a fighter, obviously there's going to be, you know, a favorite and, a, and an underdog in every fight, every game almost. Um, sometimes it's, it's an even match. And if it's an even match, usually it's called a pick em. So if it's a pick em, that means both sides in Vegas's eyes are evenly matched and you will, you know, you get even money on both sides. Um, but for instance, if, if you want to, if you want to bet on a favorite, obviously you're going to have to put down more money to win less money and vice versa. If you want to bet on a, in an underdog, you're going to put less money and win more. So does that make sense? So for our listeners, I get it. Uh, for our listeners out there, uh, basically let's say, let's, let's, um, let's make this to a dollar just, just to represent hundred percent. If I bet a dollar on an underdog, um, I'm probably not going to get a full dollar back if, if he wins, because obviously I have bet, I'm sorry, if I bet a dollar on the favorite, um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get a dollar back for my bet because I'm obviously betting on the easier guy to win. Right. I would so, get out. Yeah. Yeah. For instance, you know, we'll, we'll do a fight that, you know, the one I, the one name that caught my eye, Greg Hardy, ex Dallas Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe if he's not pushing, you know, laying on guns of, or bed of guns anymore. Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he's so. For instance, he's minus one ninety five today, or tomorrow night rather. Um, that means that your dollar is going to pay out. I don't know the exact math, like fifty cents. I think that makes sense. Um, and in turn, your if you bet on Castro, the underdog, your dollar is going to turn into a dollar sixty five. So it's actually going to be two sixty five. You're going to get paid back, but. Um, $1 wins you $1.65 plus the initial dollar. So, um, does, so basically you're, yeah, you're going to have to put down almost two to one on Greg Hardy to, to win. So 
a hundred dollar bet would win you fifty dollars. Uh, okay, I'm gonna do this a lot, Virgin, and 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 thank you for your patience in advance. Um, <laughs> what? Let me get this straight. Um, so whenever I'm reading odds, right, and I want to place a bet, um, let's say I hear that the winnings, let's say, let's say it's all measured down to a metric of a dollar, right? If I'm betting a dollar on a fighter and it says you win a dollar sixty. I'm not getting 60 cents. I'm getting my dollar back that I bet and then a dollar 60. So it, it actually, actually actually depends on which site you use to bet. Cause I know DraftKings and Sportsbook are actually different in that. So some of, sometimes when you pay your dollar in, like if you went to Vegas and bought a ticket and your dollar paid you a dollar 65, like if you bet on Castro, you would get two sixty-five back because you're getting your initial bet back. Right. So you would win two sixty five if you pay the bet. In tech, in terms, it's a net gain of one sixty five. Okay, well, I, I got that. I mean, I play blackjack and all that. You place your bet, and if if it's if you hit blackjack, you get one point five, which means you get your money back, and then you get the hundred percent of that, which is whatever you bet plus. So half. hitting a hitting a blackjack would be plus one fifty. Yeah, hitting a blackjack is a plus one point five. Yep, plus one fifty. I mean, well, one fifty, right? One hundred and fifty percent. Yeah, plus yeah, and that's. Essentially, that's what it is. It's percentages. Um, so plus one thirty-five is one point three five. That's it. You just, you just. I mean, you broke a huge barrier here with me. So whenever I see uh, minus favorite this that, that means that uh, what I'm looking at are the percentages per hundred dollars bet. Exactly, and that's oh. what it is. That's, it goes off of a one hundred dollar wager. That, that is bro. Like I said, you're a gangster, bro. I knew, I knew it when I said it. Um, so yeah, so l let me, so let's do this. Um, I was going to take a guess on the Greg Hardy fight uh, as him being the, um, him being the favorite, but it's kind of tough because Hardy is not, uh, the experienced MMA fighter. And now don't get me wrong. I'm a fan of his. He is legit, uh, a scary guy in the heavyweight division and he drops people. He's got powerful hands. And let me tell you something when it comes to raw talent in the UFC, uh, this has been the, the biggest prospect in raw talent. I mean, Greg Hardy for not ever doing MMA, he looks really solid. So I would only guess he's an, uh, um, a favorite because of his style and how, what he's been able to do. But I'd also say he's going to struggle because, um, you know, he's, it's been off for a while, the whole arrest thing. And of course, he's fighting guys that are uh, maybe more experienced in MMA. But again, you never know. I'm going for Hardy. So is he the favorite by how much? So he's a minus 195 favorite. So in, you, you put that to $100 terms, you'd have to lay $195 to win 100. So it's, it's a, he's, a, he's a two to one favorite. But yeah, I'm sorry, you're rounding. I'm sorry, a one to two favorite. One to two, meaning you got to lay down two to get one back. Yes. So because Hardy, and, and, and is that a huge discrepancy in favorite? That's, it's, that's big. It's not massive. There's bigger ones on the card. I mean, um, the, what is it? Wordum and Olinick. Oh, Olinick and Verdum. Yeah. So that's a huge, that's a bigger gap. That one's a bigger gap. Correct. So let me try to guess who the favorite is. Is Verdum the favorite there? Has got to be. Yes. He's okay. minus 330. Wow. Oh, okay. Okay. Let me try to do the math on this one. Hold on. You see, Donnie, last week when I was doing dog years and shit, you thought we were done with the math, and I told you I got more for God you. Damn it. <laughs> Donnie's like, how much math? I go, much more, son. Okay. So, Verdum is the minus 330 favorite. That means that to get $100, you have to put down 330. Correct. Oh, I got it. I got it. Oh, you're wrong. You were wrong. Ah, we need soundboards, bro, for me. Okay, okay, okay. You, let me you, try. you had it backwards. Okay, okay, let me try this again. No, I don't think so. I th okay, so he, if he's a minus 330 favorite, um, my, my second guess will be that he, you have to lay down on the line 230 in order to get 100. If he's minus 330, you got to lay 330 to win, uh, to win 100. Oh, I thought that. Uh, okay, I could have sworn I said that. Okay, so you maybe you did, maybe you did, maybe I heard you wrong. Okay, so what I said initially was you got to lay down three thirty to get a hundred back. Correct. That's exactly okay. right. So whenever I, I see, said I said correct, and then I second guessed myself, and Donnie kind of threw me off by by doing the ant. <laughs> Can I tell you something that that was me? <laughs> <laughs> 
So, all right, Verge. So I think we're on the, I think it's pretty, it's a lot more yeah. straightforward than I thought. You got uh, it. Okay. So, so let's stick to that fight. Um, the Werdum fight. Okay. So Verdum is 330 favorite minus. Verdum you always say minus. Verdum. Verdum. Whenever you see a Brazilian name that has a W in front of it, most of the time it's pronounced like a V. And whenever you see an R, like it's not, it's not Renzo Gracie. It's Henzo Gracie, for example, or something like that. Um, so it, Brazilians just tra- change pronunciation on stuff. Um, so let's go to that fight. I, I got the favorite part down. Then um, that was pretty easy because you just explained it. Now let's do the other side. Were you about to do the other side of the coin? Well, yeah, let's, yeah, sure. So the, so the, the, what, how is Olenek the underdog by what's the number on that? So if you're, if you're doing a straight up bet, if it's a straight up bet, and this is going to kind of be some schooling that you're, you're going to learn how Vegas builds the towers here. Um, so in theory, if you're going to put, you know, if it's 33 on one side, it should be 33 on the other side, but it's not because the, there's juice and the juice is where Vegas wins their money. For instance, when I said there's an even game, when I said it's an even line, you have to put 110 normally down to win 100 on just a standard line if it's even on both sides. So that's where Vegas gets their juice is it's not plus 330 on the other side of minus 130. It's actually just plus 260. So your $100 is only going to win you 260. Okay. So Verdum is, sorry, Olenek is the underdog by 260? Yes. Yep. So that means he's a plus 260. Yes, correct. Okay. And now if I'm not, if I'm understanding this correctly, uh, that 260 means that, and I know you just said it, but I'm not trying to go off of you. I, I purposely forgot it. And I'm, I'm also very good at not listening. Um, the 260 now becomes... If I want to make 260, I have to bet 100. Mm-hmm. So I, in, re, in reality, I'll be making a profit of 160. You'd be making 260. Oh, I get my 100 back and then 260? Yep. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. I'm starting to understand this. And just as, just as if you, you know, if you bet 330 and you, to win 100, obviously you get that 330 back or else you'd be losing money every time. Repeat that. So if he's minus 330, you would bet 330 to win 100, but you get your 330 back from your initial bet. Understood. Right, right. Because that, that, otherwise, you'd just always be losing money. Yeah, that pieced it together nicely for me. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Thanks for the 330 bet. Here's $100 back. You win. Right. <laughs> um, okay, fair enough. Um, so, again, my pick would have been on the Hardy fight, which is, I mean, these, dude, I know, I know you're not the fight fanatic, but, man, you sh- I mean, and you're probably going to watch just because you're a gambling addict, and you guys will pretty much be gamble on anything. Um, but are you going to be watching the fights? Are you ordering this at all? Or? I, was, I, was, I was wondering what the price is. Is it 80 bucks? Yeah, just just get um just get like a, an email and a credit card or something, and just do like a one week free trial with ESPN Plus, and I think it'll, with that free trial you can buy the pay per view at regular prices, which should still be sixty five. ESPN Plus, so yeah, if you already have ESPN Plus, just sign in, and then with that membership you get the fights at a. It's called a discount, but it's not really a discount. It's what they always used to cost. It's just that without the account, they just charge you more for the event. Ain't that some? Ain't that something, man? Right. I, I, I experienced that in the last McGregor fight. It's crap. It's crap. It's, it, it shits on everyone who wants to get into the sport. You know, it's like, oh, I have to be a member and then I have to sign in and then I have to, uh, then I get to buy the card and then I can't even stream it from my cable. It's crazy. So, uh, all right. So, so Danny, what, what do you, that Greg Hardy fight, obviously you think Hardy's going to win that fight. It's, it's, it's a, it's a fanboys uh, it's a fanboys pick for sure. Sure. So what do you, I'm just, and I'll, I'll throw another tier of gambling at you. How do you think he's going to win? Okay. Submission, so, decision, or KOTKO? I'm going to go KOTKO because that's how he does it. Okay. So Greg Hardy on a, on a TKO is plus 140. Oh. That, and that you're selecting the event. So you're selecting Greg Hardy to win by knockout. If he wins by decision or submission or Castro wins, you lose. But if he does win by knockout, even though he's the favorite, you're still going to bet 100 to win 140. But isn't that bet a little bit uh, against me statistically? Absolutely. 
it's a shit bet, right? Because you're only getting a forty dollar. You're getting forty percent of your hundred bucks back. No, you're, I'm sorry. When I, when I say win one forty, I'm always assuming that you're winning your initial back bet. Back. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you win uh, two forty. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, no. Let, it's a let's, plus one forty is what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 Okay. I, I, I don't mean to do this. I, I play enough. I do enough casino gambling where I know what it means to get stuff back. I, I'm just being retarded with this for some reason, but um, okay. So there are such things as betting on outcome by specific event, right? Which is, um, you know, like, like this example, right? Greg Hardy is, is he favorited to win? Mm-hmm. No, it, it's, it's a, it's a minus, it's a plus one forty. I don't know what the plus and minus would mean in the case of um, an actual event. Because you still get this, it's still the same, the odds still work the same way. It just is a different, you're just choosing um, him to win by knockout. So if he wins by knockout, you win the, you win the bet. There's just, you know, seven other, you know, Castro could win by knockout. Castro could win by decision. Castro could win by submission. Hardy could win by decision. Hardy could win by submission or they can tie. So there's six out of seven outcomes of the fight. Those are the seven outcomes that can happen in a given fight. You're picking just one out of the seven, and Greg Hardy by knockout happens to be the best odds of of that fight. Man, and and of course, are, are these Vegas bets that are still we're still talking about? Because I know FanDuel and and all these other places that do absolutely. You can go to Vegas. Vegas will have even maybe even more uh, prop bets. These are called prop bets when you bet something different than just the actual picking one fighter. That makes sense. So prop betting. So prop betting mm-hmm. would not be but the winner. It'll be like, oh, I'm I'm betting. Now, can you also bet? Are there? I don't know. Are there things as uh, get betting on rounds finishes or anything? Absolutely. Weird? I was I was gonna get there. You can bet on the over under on total rounds um, fought, and those are gonna almost always be in half. Okay, let's start from the basics. When I hear over under, what am I hearing? You're hearing so the total number of rounds in that fight. How many rounds do you think that, for instance, how many rounds do you think that the Greg Hardy fight is going to go? Let's say I think it's going to be in the first round. You think it's going to be a first round? Let's just say, yeah, fanboy sure. stuff. All purely fanboy stuff. Um, it's going to take me a second to get to this. Yeah, take um, your time. While, while you're looking for that, um, again, the over-under is something I hear a lot, and this particularly is more towards sports, right? The over-under bet. Is more Correct. towards like yeah, and I have never bet anything bookie related or, or or Vegas related on any game when it comes to actual sports. Um, so again, un, over under is <laughs> over under. Let's let's do it in um, soccer is pretty easy. Um, so so over under on goals would be two and a half in a given match. If you want to bet the over on that, you're expecting three or more goals to happen. If you bet under, you're expecting two and a half, or two goals or less to happen, and that's where the half comes in because it's basically saying there's no there's no tying here. This isn't soccer. There's no tying. You're either going to lose this bet or win the bet. Does that make sense? Yeah, they got to put a they got to put a parameter in place that's either going to make it so that you win or lose if one of the whatever happens. Correct. So the Gray Hardy fight is over under one and a half. That's what they're putting. Basically, the, the closest line that they're going to get people to bet on is at one and a half. So under what you said, he's going to win by knockout in the first round is plus 115. So under one and a half. So it's going to either it's that basically is just the first round. You think it's just going to be in the first round. That's going to pay you plus one plus 115. Cool. OK, so if if I guess that Hardy so you can bet the over or the under. And win. Correct. And are they both the same payout? No, the the over one one and a half. So basically, if you're saying this thing's going to go at least two rounds or more, you're going to have to lay 155 to win 100 down. Because the over is at what number? One and a half, basically two. If it hits, if the second round bell goes, then it's, you lose your bet. That if you go under, if you go over, you win. Crystal clear, right? That's why they put the point five in there. It's to make you pick. Mm-hmm. So that way, if you pick round one or two, your your both outcomes create a, a different winner. Um, Correct. But 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 w- the number on the over has to be different, right? In order for you to get paid differently for your bet, right? Mm-hmm. Basically, and the and the over under is what it's saying is that over one and a half is more likely than under one and a half. So it pays less to bet the over. Yeah. Correct. 
Oh, so again, what, what are, so if I, if I, right now I want to know what the over or under is on this fight and I'm looking at a, a chart, uh, let's say there's a screen with all the numbers and I mm-hmm. see the over under, it would read over under. And then it would say, what, what numbers would I see to know how much I'd win if I bet the under versus the over? You'd, you'd gotta, see, you'd see like under one and a half plus 15, you'd see that three digit number. Sometimes it can be four or five depending on the payouts, but you'd see that number next to it. Um, next to like it, for instance, it'll say under one and a half plus one fifteen. Oh, exactly. And then the over would say over one and a half minus one fifty five, which means I have to lay down one fifty five to see my one fifty five back, and then a hundred dollars. You're you're catching on. Let's go. All right. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. Donnie left the building. Um, I don't even have, I was, I threw out a high five and I realized you walked out on me. God dang it. All right. Um, we're good here. So, so, so this, this is no. you have a very good way of explaining it. I mean, I, I don't, I, I, I think this is great. So right now I am looking to bet on the under of the, so the first round hardy knockout would win me more money than if I bet the over. So that's clear. Yep. Um, but it's not a huge difference, right? It's a difference of like 40 bucks, right? One fifty. Yeah, correct. Okay. 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 So sometimes it's worth taking a risk on the, on the, well, if you feel that $40 is not enough of a risk and you feel that the average fight goes past that point of the first round anyway, you're probably safer betting the over here. I would think so. So I, 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 I actually am thinking the over, just looking at this, the over seems pretty juicy laying 30 bucks to win 20. I'm just saying. Yeah, laying down thirty bucks to get twenty because that that's what the math, the math ratio equivocates to. When yeah, you're pretty get- close. Minus one fifty would be thirty to win twenty. So a thirty dollar bet into you lose, you give them thirty dollars, it's going to pay you fifty back. Yeah, yeah, I see, I see, uh, and, and of course this is not um, this is not by method. So once once that second round bell hits, if I bet the over at this point, the the way the fight finishes, whether it's decision, submission, knockout, it does not matter. Right? Winner, winner. Once that first round is over, I'm a winner, winner, chicken dinner. Correct. Holy crap. I'm gambling this weekend. <laughs> I'm gambling, son. Hey, I mean, and, you, and you live in Indiana. So you can just pop your phone open and do it. It's very dangerous. Yeah, because Indiana, what? Uh, explain it to us Florida boys. Oh, are you, you're not located in Florida, though. No, no, but I, I, you know, I don't pay sure. attention to my surroundings. So given that I've been here for five years, I've had five years of no attention paying. So... Indiana is a legal gambling state on sports. There's, I could be wrong. I think there's six or seven states in, in, in the United States that are, have legalized sports betting. And that means that you can bet on your phone. Um, I know there's different, there's different regulations uh, from state to state. Some are phone only or some are phone only and, um, or some are casino and phone. For instance, we can go to the blue chip and, and bet on sports. Um, just down the road. So um, Indiana is one of the lucky states that you are able to gamble on your phone. And when you gamble on your phone or on a website, it tracks your location very, very precisely. And it's very annoying because every time you log back in, it pings your location to make sure that you're not, you know, crossing state lines gambling. Wow. I mean, as, as crappy as that sounds and as, as, as much experience I've had with stalkers, I, you know, I'm still in. And, and honestly, man, this is, you know, it's, it's a bittersweet thing that I brought you onto this episode because, you know, thank you, but you're going to cause a problem in my life. Do you, do you understand? The, the, I don't, the, I don't, 1-800-GAMBLER. What exactly? No, that's, your, your job is to show people the fun of it and not, not you're, you're, you're bouncing once, uh, once we find the addiction in gambling, you're out, you're like, Hey, listen, this is the number that we all go through. So make your rounds. Um, yeah, but Danny, let me, let me tell you this, and let me just tell this to everybody, is that if you plan on making money doing this, then you should stop listening right now because you're not going to. The, fa- the matter of the fact is you're, you're not going to beat Vegas. You're not smarter than Vegas. Nobody is, and if you are, they're going to call you and have you come work for them. So you're not going to win money. This is purely, and I do this, it's purely for entertainment. I mean, if I throw even $10 on a game, on a Davidson-Princeton game, I have a rooting interest in it, you know, that's, and that's, that's the reason why I like, I enjoy gambling on sports. I don't, I don't throw around hundreds of dollars for the sole fact that I'm smarter than that. And I know that I'm not going to lose, I'm not going to lose money 
I'm, I should say, I'm not going to win money if I do this over and over and over again. You can win on a short sprints, but you over and over and over again, you're going to lose. Yeah, loud and clear, man. I, I've all jokes aside, like I, I usually try to be careful with my money. I'm just saying that you're gonna you're gonna make it so that I I I'm in, I'm very much enticed to try this. But uh, yeah, I'm definitely gonna try to do a little bit of gambling this weekend then, and try to see what what uh, what I can find and uh, play around with the dollar. DraftKings lets you bet bet. DraftKings Sportsbook will let you bet five cents on on you know that, that Greg Hardy knockout in the first round that I don't know would pay you probably like plus a thousand, you know, your $1 can turn into 10 pretty quick. Huh? Yeah, no, that's very enticing. I mean, one to 10. Uh, so, so here we are, we finally got through the chapter one of the, of the book, which is uh, what do they mean? Um, I might have a question for you. I, I'm formulating it in my head now. And it's this, um, when Vegas is formulating the odds, and I, and I know that every sport has got its own Intel as to what, what constitutes the numbers. Do you know anything at all, how they come across or what, what does Vegas do to set these odds? And, you know, how, how do they come across this? Well, it, 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 of course, you're right. It varies sport to sport. You're going to get they're, – they're experts. So they're, they know a lot more than you do. They, if you're trying to dig into some information, then they know that too. For instance, if you think Kevin Durant's going to go to Oklahoma City and kick their ass because it's a revenge game and he's going back to OKC and he's got bad blood with whoever's there – they know that too. So if you think you're going to outsmart what the lines are, you're wrong. But basically, it, like I said, a very sport sport. For instance, in basketball, having home court gives you about three and a half points. So if you see plus three and a half to the home or to the underdog, it's almost an even. Vegas is saying it's an even matched game. We're giving three and a half points to the home team. And that's pretty you're the Nick. Oh, hi. Hi, Donnie. What's up? So that's typically how basketball goes. And for football, it's around six, six and a half points. And they always like give that to the home team, given the home field advantage, maybe the Chiefs get seven points and maybe uh, the Chargers get four for being at home, for instance. Um, it, it varies from stadium to stadium, from team to team, sport to sport. Um, but in, in fighting, obviously there's no real home home turf advantage. So I guess that's kind of what I'm asking you is what makes one fighter besides their record? I mean, it's really hard to dig in and tell which fighter's better than the other. Am I wrong? A hundred percent, dude. No, you're right. I mean, you're, you're not that you're wrong. You're hundred percent right. Uh, uh, that, I was going to ask you that you took the words out of my mouth. I'm like, hey, but fighting is not a home thing. Now, granted, some fights do happen in the homes in a home stadium of the fighter, you know, like, uh, home country and, yeah, right. Like George St. Pierre got a lot of, you know, he got a lot of help from Dana. A lot of his the title defenses were in Canada. Um, so that, that that's, you know, an interesting thing. I wonder if that tips the betting odds a little bit. Uh, but I, let's say for neutral purposes, a fight is, like you said, not a home turf kind of um, engagement of sports. So how do you figure that out? My take is that, like you said, there's experts and they don't just look at record. They look at who you've beat and, and, and how – actually, I think – I, I do think it has to do with style. I do think it has to do with the tenacity of the fighter, how, how quickly they finished before, who they've beaten, the competition they faced. And then they also take on the record as part of the, but MMA is not a, a, a fighting sport where you can go by record because in MMA all the time, you'll see people that are only five and zero oh and they're champion because um, MMA is very hard to, to, it's not a, um, it's not a manager sport. It's not like boxing where the managers pick the matchups and, and there's a structure for that. This is just, Hey, are you the best fighter right now? Okay, cool. This is the number one contender in the world. Nobody's beat him. He's only five fights deep, but he's taken out everybody in the roster. So now he's fighting the champ. It's really hard to say, well, I think the champ's the favorite. It's like, well, we've only seen this guy fight four times in the UFC and they've all been finishes, but again, it's only been four fights. He's never been in a title fight. Um, the, 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 the champ has defended his title, let's say three times. It's really hard to, to, to come up with these numbers, man. I, I honestly think that, that there's a different logistic to the numbers when it comes to fighting. And, and I don't know them at all. I really don't know the insights of that. So that, that to me, so this is some of the research that I'm going to do and maybe bring it up next episode is how does fighting odds, how do fighting odds differ from uh, all the sports? So that's a good question to keep in the pocket there. Um, if you'd like, uh, this card is stacked. So if you don't mind, I'd like to give my prediction for the favorite. Now, again, I haven't looked at these and I've done no research for this purposely so that I can learn 
as the podcast progresses. Um, so let me pull up the card real quick. That that's the only thing I've looked into. Um, there is a fight after Hardy that I'm really interested in, and it's the Inganu fight. Uh, Inganu, it's Francis Inganu. I don't know if you have that with you. Do. Oh, you do. Okay, I'm gonna say Inganu. Inganu is the favorite here. He is the favorite. However, I this is I wanted to ask you about this fight. What's this guy's last name? Rosenstruck. Let's let's go with that. <laughs> really? So <laughs> well, that, that, that's the thing is that what happens in these these uh, type of things is that you'll hear different commentators pronounce them differently, and you won't know which is the real one. So Rosenstruck is ten and zero. The dude's never lost a fight, but he's plus two thirty, and that has my eyes just beaming at this dude because he's plus two thirty. He's literally never lost a fight. Go watch Francis Ngannou. <laughs> Francis, Ngannou, Francis Ngannou is a murderer, and he's got one of the most powerful punches in the heavyweight division that the UFC has ever seen, supposedly. Now, I don't follow hype like this, but supposedly Dana White says that he's on record for the strongest punch currently. I don't think that's true, given that we have boxers walking around who are way more versed in punching than he is, right? So I don't think that's the case, but let's assume it is. There is stats out there. There are stats out there that'll say that Nganu is one of the most powerful punchers on the planet. Let's just say that's true. That's going to sway the plus two. What was it? Two thirty. Correct. That's going to well. That's going to give Nganu minus two eighty is what his odds are. Right. So you're right. So, he is the favorite. So minus two eighty means that in order to win two hundred, sorry, <clears throat> in order to win a hundred bucks, I'd have to lay down nearly three hundred. I have to put down two eighty. Correct. And it's a shitty bet. So if so, it, can I do twenty eight dollar bet and then get ten dollars back if he wins? Yeah, for sure. Oh my god, Donnie, I'm losing money this weekend, bro. I just have to accept it. I just have to accept it. This is too much fun. Jesus. So oh, much welcome fun. back, first of all. Oh. <laughs> all right. Uh, so the ten and zero record, and Rosenstrick is a guy who, again, he he's definitely he's definitely to be respected. Okay. It's not, I'm not just trying to fly over him. I'm just saying that we've seen enough from Nganu and Nganu has faced nothing but the baddest dudes in this division. And he's got one loss, I think. And it was to Miochik, who is, who is the champion. So, you know, it's kind of tough to put him out of the race. I'm going to say that anything can happen in a fight, but Nganu's a killer. I, I would, if I had to bet, I would go the favorite on this one. Just because of how ruthless it has been. What what about what about this? Rosenstruck has ten wins. He's ten and zero. Nine with nine by knockout. So what what's kind of catching my eye is if you go Rosenstruck by knockout, you got plus three ninety. So your ten dollars is going to win you thirty nine and your ten back. That's a better bet for you, buddy. I'm just saying he's, he, you know, he's got nine knockouts. And I'm, uh, Danny, I'm asking you to prove me wrong. I don't know anything about these fighters. I don't even know what they look like. This is perfect. <laughs> That's exactly why you're on the show because you're giving me what people think about, regardless of what the sport is, what the sport's happening. I need to learn how the gambling mechanic works and what your mindset is when you're watching these numbers. I, I know it'll help you to know these guys. But but who knows? Maybe knowing them will will create a bias and and mislead you in a in a bet. You know, like a lot of times your heart tells you one thing, but the betting odds just make you torn. You know, so I I honestly think it's better to sometimes just play the odds, uh, and and not go with your heart. I mean, it's it's one of those. So it's good that you don't know. Uh, I will say this: Nganu is a killer. Uh, I've been live where he knocked out Alistair Overeem, another name you might or might not know. Um. And it was one of the most vicious knockouts I've seen, period. Forget TV, everything, period. One of the most vicious uppercuts you'll ever see. And I saw it live in Detroit. I thought the guy died. To see a guy who weighs 240 fall like a ton of bricks, limp, and he was, he was on the mat for another two to three minutes after the knockout. He didn't get up. And we thought he died. Uh, if you want to look it up, go ahead. Look up Nganu knockout sometime tonight or maybe now while I do all this gibberish. But you'll see why Nganu is the favorite. But... I could see from your perspective how a guy who's got 10 wins, nine by knockout, um, is very enticing. I will say this, and this is a mistake that many have made, including myself. 
the records can throw you off because a lot of times people use their professional records. And the reality is that the difference between your professional record outside of the UFC and your record inside the UFC can be catastrophically different. Uh, we've had a lot of prospects come in undefeated and get wrecked on their first fight in the UFC because the difference in competition is just that much more. By the other token, we've had fighters who come in like, oh, they're whatever, but they're evolving. And then they come into the UFC and they go on a tear. Like every sport, right? It happens everywhere. This one to me sounds a lot like I think Nganu will be the one to, to get the victory because of the fact that oh, this, uh, his opponent is not really um, experienced in the UFC. And Nganu has taken off the heads of so many legends at heavyweight and in their prime too. We're not talking about he waited till they got old and then knocked him out. No, no, he has been, oh, you're in your prime oh. right now? I just what? saw him knock out the ovary. <laughs> Isn't that nasty, bro? Dude. That's got he, – he, bro, he threw that punch from his knees. He was like – he cranked that uppercut from way down. And when he, he landed – He pro-hopped that, into it. Yeah, yeah. Did you see that knockout? My I, was, I was there live. I was there live. I saw that. Uh, you know, and, and for reasons like this, I just – Overeem's got that power and he's got, and look at his build. Look at his build. You know, he's not just a big dude. He's very mobile, very fast, very strong. Um, and, and I think he press and, and, and of course anybody can have one good highlight in the UFC. It takes one good night. But if you look at this guy's highlight, just type in uh, Nganu highlights, it's going to be the predator killing people is what you're going to be watching, which is why a 10 and 0 record is not going to be favored against this guy because he's got, not only does he have the kills, but he's got the names. It's like, I didn't just kill a warrior. I killed Alexander the Great. You know, there's a difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's who Nganu is. So I think, um, I, I, I still say though, that what was that uh, knockout for the other guy? The, the, it's a really good bet. Uh, plus 390. Plus I don't hate three. it. Uh, yeah, I don't hate it, but if Nganu's very technical with his striking. I don't think there are many people who can throw punches at Nganu that make him go, whoa, I didn't see that coming. You know, he's very, very technical. So, man, this is so much fun because I kind of want to bet on it just to see if the, um, if the impossible happens. I'm making a buck. You're right. Oh, man, this is dangerous, Donnie. Save me. I, I'm not I'm gonna, doing I'm going to leave my credit cards here. When Don't do that. Because <laughs> then Donnie will, bet <laughs> Donnie will make money off of my wallet. All right. So that's, this Nganu fight was a very interesting thing you brought up. I, I appreciate that because, again, I, I don't know any of this crap. And uh, those bets sound enticing, even though I would tell you a million days over that Nganu is the winner. So I would still probably be tempted to take that knockout bet. It is heavy. Danny, you said it perfectly about uh, not having biases and gambling. I can't tell you how much money I've lost and lost on betting on my teams and betting against my rivals. I bet against the Purdue Boilermakers in football and basketball every freaking week and no matter what happens i'll i'll lose they'll they'll lose and still cover or they'll lose or they'll win in the last second it's miserable i've lost so much money on purdue because i'm an iu guy i've lost so much money on purdue it's it's a nightmare (laughs) oh that's you sound like the story i'll be telling in a bit here um because I will give this a shot. So where I guess we can go over this now real quick. Where do I go to get a hold of careful now? Where do I go to get a hold of these gambles? Where, who do I hit up? Like what, what source do you use? Like I said earlier and no ad, but this is DraftKings Sportsbook is what I use just because the ease of it and how I don't have to, you know, text a bookie and, and work out and go pay him or Venmo him. I just can do it straight on my phone it goes through. I know how much money I have in my account. It's, it's pretty seamless. So FanDuel Sportsbook, DraftKings Sportsbook, both have good interfaces on their apps and phones. Uh, both work well for, for making, making bets on anything. And they also have really good promotions where they'll just give you free money um, to bet on, which you're going to lose anyway. But it's nice. It, both those sites are pretty good. Oh, yeah. I mean, it has me playing, right, for free. That's really what it is. It's like a casino giving you a $10 certificate uh, voucher and you go to a machine and there you go. You're going to lose it anyway. But, hey, you know, it's, it's $10 worth of rolls you're going to get. Um, so that's always good. So, exactly. so uh, do I have to give them my ID and crap and, 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 and then they have to process it and make sure? No, you, know, they have... no? no you don't got to give me your ID. 
So like when you when you create, you don't have to do anything like that. No, you just they ask for your credit card number, and they're like, "Here, loser, have fun." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe where they get you is if you take out more than like twelve hundred bucks or fifteen hundred bucks, then they you will ask for information. But I don't, I don't believe they do upfront. That's crazy because I have a my roommate. He does, uh, he does. Uh, what is the other one? DraftKings and. DraftKings apparently asked him for his ID and shit to make sure he has. Okay, I guess it doesn't matter. All right, so real quick, you're looking at the fights here, Verge. Um, let me let me see if I can find one that's enticing to me. You know what? Screw it. Let's skip to let's do the first fight of the night, which this one to me is a big toss up. Um, it's going to be Uriah Hall and Ronaldo Souza, which is um, Jacare is his nickname. Um, this is a tough one for me. It's the first fight of the preliminaries. Um, this one's tough to call because you have a very experienced. They're both they're both been in the game long enough to where anything can happen. One guy is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt who's a monster. He's 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 got he has experience in other fight leagues that he did great in. And the other guy is Uriah Hall, a guy who's had up and downs through his career, but he is the younger guy. What what I'm gonna say before you tell me who the favorite is? Gosh, I'm gonna say. Ronaldo Souza is the favorite here. Just by a little bit. He's, exactly. Uh, this is a very tight fight in Vegas's eyes. They've got Souza minus 125 and Hall at plus 105. So um, the Hall bet is going to, you're going to bet 100 bucks to win 105. So then you're not, I mean, it's a basically a, an even bet. And then the other side is you're going to put 125 to win 100. Um, so Sousa, I'm winning, so, I'm winning 105, which means I actually get my 105 i actually get 105 in surplus well if you're betting on hall you it's plus 105 so you lay a hundred dollars down and he wins you win you get your bet back plus 105 all right so i'm always going to make the safe assumption that the amount you see plus or whatever is what you get per hundred dollars which means always assuming that you get your hundred dollars back you're always assuming you're getting your money back so that is as close as it gets to uh uh you know so exactly. Thank you. Yep. Perfect. So yep. I'm catching on. Exactly. Just about as close as it gets. I would say in fighting, there's probably rarely, rarely a pick them just because it's this it, would it's get. not gonna be it's not gonna be that even. In football, you see on you know a 12 game slate, you'll see three or four games that are pickums. In fighting, I'm not seeing that in these, you know, this five card, eight card, um, eight fight card. I'm not seeing many pickums. There's a clear-cut favorite and an underdog here okay so, so you see how it's uh, i'm not too far like I'm, I'm i'm making these predictions here and apparently the the odds are going in what i'm saying which is that it's going to be a close fight hard to call it's 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 can go either way a slight favorite soza and that's exactly what we're seeing in the betting odds exactly. so i do think and exactly. I, I do i do think these betting odds are, are based on some logistics along the lines of my way of thinking um and it kind of differs from your regular sports where you have a home team and a weight team, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, okay. That, that was a curiosity of mine. Um, let me ask you this uh, for our fight fans out there. I'm going to try to go main card in a in a second, but I got to, got to, have to, must do. Anthony Pettis and Cerrone. I don't know who the favorite is here. Cowboy? Cowboys fight. Yeah. Like Again? We said. Yeah. His, like I said, the doctor cleared him to fight today so he can fight tomorrow. <laughs> he's crazy hey this is a guy who's missing intestines according to some internet sources he had well, a really how, bad how does anyone know all right the, the guy the guy's stop. broken more bones than 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 you can imagine how he's, is that a stat well because he got into an atv accident or something like that he was like <laughs> he was doing some motorsport and he got into a really bad accident to where he got split open essentially and they had to re, they had to remove his, his intestines that's good glad he's fighting and he's fighting and he does wakeboarding, and he's an actual cowboy, supposedly. Anyway, so I'm going to say, with all that being said, the first fight, because this is part two of a, of a two, this is two fights. Anthony Pettis knocked out TKO, I should say, uh, Cerrone, uh, like a body kick in the first round. That's how it went down the first time. I'm curious as to whether the favorites are now going to shine light on that. I think right now, if we're going to be consistent here, uh, being that Cerrone lost recently, didn't really show much. And being that Pettis has always been in there with the toughest of dude, Pettis has even been in the octagon with Ferguson, the main fighter of, of this evening. Um, and yes, he lost, but it was a it was a gnarly, gnarly war. And again, if you're interested in highlights, that's you're gonna watch some barbaric stuff. They were both open bleeding, and it was nasty. I'm gonna say Pettis just because 
and I'm not, I'm not going to just say Pettis by a little bit. I'm going to say that the odds are in his favor slightly more than a pick em. I would say like 140, 130. I'm not sure. It's 150, Danny. That's right. You're right on. It's oh, let's go. Yo, this is starting to be real fun. I, no, I'm, this, is not a lot, this is not for the listeners anymore. This is for me uh, at this point because I'm the one enjoying this. So, Danny's going broke. Yeah. So Pettis, if he wins, I'm, he is favored by 150, right? Right, so I would have to put, I would have to put fifteen bucks, and then if I win, I would get the fifteen bucks back, and I get ten bucks. Correct, you got it. So this is starting to become very easy. And actually, uh, I'm I'm seeing here that um, that Cerrone is he's wait he he fought both Ferguson and Gaethje or whatever. What how do you say his name? A Gaethje. Yeah, no, no. Ferguson has fought. Yeah, Ferguson has fought both. Uh, sorry, Cerrone has fought. Yeah, I, I think Cerrone fought everyone on this card. Ferguson really. and McGregor in his three last fights. Yeah, I, like I said, Cerrone is the most he goes after the best fighters. He's scared of no one. Absolutely. I'm a, I mean, uh, you, can't, you can't hate on Cerrone. He's a warrior. He's never turned down a fight. And he's fought even though, I mean, you're not, you're not going to know this, but Dos Anjos is another guy who's a bad dude at 155. Cerrone had a title shot against him. Yes, he got beat down badly, but man, he's been in there with the best of the best in the world. And um, it's always hard to count him out of a fight, but at the same time, he did get clobbered by Anthony Pettis for the first fight. And, but still, he still got the respect of Vegas, apparently, which I predicted here, to be, you know, because a 150 is not too much for Pettis. No, no it's not. Mm. And, what's, and what's the... What's, and what's the uh, Sorry, I'm not getting my words under me here. What, what are the yeah? What are Cerrone's numbers? Plus one twenty-five. Plus one twenty-five. Wow. Okay. So and if you're curious, the over/under on that, that fight is two and a half rounds, which is a terrible. Uh, it's it's statistically without knowing anything about the fight, any fight that's two and a half rounds, you'd have to bet the under. Sorry. Yeah. Actually. No, that's tough because it's a three-round fight. So you'd, you'd either have to predict that it goes the distance. Mm-hmm. No, or actually. a knockout in the third. Right. Knock, sorry, you're right. Knockout in the third would mean that it's past the 2.5 mark. Right on. Okay. So we got Pettis as the favorite. That's badass. Okay. One last one from the prelims. I said this would be it, but I'm going to cheat. Carla Esparza and Michelle Watterson. This is a hell of a fight. Carla Esparza has shown dramatic improvement over the time. Uh, Michelle Waterson is just the poster girl of uh, not really the one, but she's up there. She's popular enough. She's got a great karate style. She's been in and out with amazing uh, competition. It's hard to pick a winner here. I will have to say stylistically, I prefer, I would say Michelle Waterson is the favorite, but again, this one has to be close. Where am I at? Uh, Esparza is minus 160, actually. Waterson. Oh, shit. Michelle Watterson's the underdog, plus 135, so you may have some value there. No bias. You didn't see the odds. I think you take the plus 135 on Watterson. Yeah, because Esparza, the issue with her is that if she gets the takedown going, she's got great wrestling. And maybe she can control Michelle Watterson in the wrestling game, but the thing about Watterson is that her striking is very good at a range. So, you know, as you know, at a basic level, shooting a takedown on someone and wrestling them to the ground is going to take you much more effort than staying at a distance and hitting them with a few jabs, you know? So I think that on effort here, I might go with you on this. So I'm, I'm, I'm starting with this as my first bet. I'm going to bet Michelle Watterson the upset. Uh, what am I winning? Uh, you bet on the karate hottie. Your $10 yes, is going to win you $13.50. So I bet 10 bucks and I get 13 back? Yeah, and your initial 10 Yeah. Right, right, right. So from here on out, guys, don't be like me. Always assume you're getting your money back. So whatever amount you hear is in addition to what you win back. So I'll be getting, I'll be net gaining thirteen bucks for a ten dollar bet. Yeah, we'll always from here on just assume it's always a net gain. Net gain. So that's not a bad bet, dude. Ten bucks down. If I win, I get thirteen. Mm-hmm. I mean, and if I lose, I lose ten. Hottie, is she actually hot? Dude, yes. If you're uh, you're into Asians, uh, I've <laughs> one for five years. Nice, nice. So I, I guess you've done. You are into Asians. All right. Um, so here we go. Karate hottie. She's cute, man. She, yeah, I would say so. All right, we're on to the main card, guys. Um, 
closing out the portion of the podcast here, but um, let's run through these. I'm going to skip Jeremy Stevens. These are the lower tier fights, even though Jeremy Stevens is by no means a low tier fighter. It's just that the card is so stacked. We got to kind of run over a few of these. All right. This is the matchup that I'm super, super interested. This is the most interesting to me, the most interesting in the Vegas odds. Um, Ah, gosh. Cejudo and Dominic Cruz. So Henry Cejudo and Dominic Cruz. A uh, little backstory here. Cejudo is a guy who um, defeated uh, Mighty Mouse, the, one of the greatest, considered to be one of the greatest mixed martial artists by technique. You know, pound for pound, he had the best form across all disciplines in mixed martial arts. Cejudo, in his debut, who, by the way, Cejudo is a, a Greco-Roman uh, medalist at the Olympics for the USA. So he is a legitimate athlete. But only thing is, he's not very experienced in the fight game. So when he came into the UFC on his debut, he came in as the wrestler boy, this and that. And unfortunately, Mighty Mouse caught him with these knees and it finished him, pretty much started finishing him in the clinch and then went to the ground, beat the shit out of him. It was a first round, easy peasy win for Mighty Mouse. Cejudo evolved into this amazing overall fighter, started working on his jabs, his strikes, his angles, started knocking the guys out. And now he came back to rematch Mighty Mouse, beat Mighty Mouse in a very close decision, but to me, an obvious one. And then abandoned that weight class altogether and he's going up in weight now where he fought a guy who was very dangerous in his last fight in chicago i was there as well against morias he beat morias in round two after having a very tough first round so he's showing a lot of heart on top of his talent that he's acquiring over the years and now he's fighting dominic cruz who is arguably one of the best in that weight class historically only problem with cruz is that dominic cruz has been out of the game so much he's been healing from injuries he's been doing a lot of the tv stuff he hasn't been active in the fight game but his talent is there time and time again i don't know who to favorite here but i have to go with a champion henry cejudo just because of his accomplishments just far and he's he's got a olympic medal and he's won two belts in the ufc so i'm gonna say henry cejudo because of the hype train what do the odds say danny you're four and one cejudo is minus 220 that's a that and that is a heavy favorite is it not? Yeah, it's pretty heavy. Yeah, so that means that it's so heavy that to win 100 bucks, I have to gamble 220 That's right. That, that, that's shit. I don't want that. But at that same time, it's an easy 100 bucks if, if you're that confident, right? I guess that's just how gambling always is going to go down, right? It always goes down that way. And if something is a clear-cut favorite, sometimes they don't even put odds for it. For instance, the first round of March Madness tournaments, uh, the one seed, to pick them to win over the 16 seed, you almost you have to pay like ten thousand dollars to win one hundred. And Joe Burrow, we'll just do this real. I mean, that was just recently. Joe Burrow to go number one overall, a ten thousand dollar bet won you one hundred dollars for him to go number one. Overall. <laughs> yeah, perspective, right? I guess that makes this not so bad. Right? Can you imagine if someone bet, a, dude? <laughs> can you imagine though, like if he went number two? Oh my so god. <laughs> quick story i had back in college i had a buddy that was trying to gamble off a, ga- a gambling debt which is never a good idea and he put a couple thousand dollars on maryland to win at home they were undefeated and maryland lost their first game i think they were 18 and 0 they went 18 and 1 and he lost like 20 grand or something like that it was crazy he was down like 20 grand it was an insane story anyway the bookie ended up calling his dad and they settled the beef but um but yeah, it was it was That's crazy. That yeah, is it can happen though. That's nuts, man. Uh, I would like to know what people were winning when the Patriots lost to the Giants in that Super Bowl, where it was the undefeated Patriots, and uh, it was the Giants that were like, by statistics, they were one of the weakest teams to ever go to a Super Bowl since the seventies, and they're going up against the greatest team. Uh, one of the greatest teams to ever to ever play the game, which was. Um, the, the Patriots of that year. So I, I find that very interesting um, how, how you have all these crazy stories that must happen in betting, like, like people who bet on the, on the giants and put a lot of money on it with this confidence. And all of a sudden they actually pulled the, one of the biggest upsets. That must be, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm slowly becoming a gambler or going back to my gambling days. Um, so here is the last pick. Tony Ferguson and Gaethje. I, I, this one's going to be easy. Um, I know that this is just you know, a bunch of words to you right now, but Gaethje is a badass. There, this is a fight among badasses because Gaethje is a guy who has no problem being a, basically he's a punching bag, but in Gaethje's, it's not a bad thing in Gaethje's, in Gaethje's eyes because he's a, a punching bag that hits you back. 
and he can take a punch. Now, granted, he's been doing this for a while, so maybe you know how they say the chin deteriorates over time. Over time, the chin starts to get weaker and weaker. Um, and I think Gaethje might be at, at the end of his, I guess you want to call it chin prime. Ah-ha-ha, uh, Donnie. That was funny. That was funny. Okay. So Gaethje might be coming to his to the end of his of his prime time with his chin. Uh, and Tony Ferguson was just scheduled to fight Khabib. So he, I can't see Vegas getting behind Gaethje on this one because of the fact that Ferguson was already number one contender. He's already fought Cerrone. He already beat the crap out of a bunch of dudes. He fought Pettis, who was on this card. He beat him as well. Uh, and he, like I said, scheduled to fight Khabib. So I, I don't see how now Gaethje comes in the picture and all of a sudden he's the guy who gets the favorite. So this to me should be an easy one. Now what I'm trying to decide on, if I'm not wrong, is by how much. I will say I'm going to have to put that 150 back on Ferguson. You're not, you're not far off. It's minus 190 for Ferguson. And, uh, and Gaethje is plus 160. Oh, okay. So, so Gaethje winning is not it's, – it's, it's, it's a close up either direction. It's close. Yeah, it's minus – I mean, minus 190, that's not huge. But it is – I mean, you still are, have to lay one to two odds on him. So you got to put 200 to win 100, basically. A little off, but close. Right, and if I'm putting 20 bucks, it'll be 21 bucks to win a near 10. Correct. Well, uh, guys, I think we have an idea of how gambling works in the fight game. Uh, I can imagine it's a little more complicated in sports because you actually have scores and things like that that you can even bet on you know, differentials, which I, that's all I know. That's my limit. <laughs> that's the range of my knowledge with that. Um, yeah. That, that's pretty much it for me. So, so I, I mean, you've answered these questions tremendously. I hope that somebody listening somewhere learned a thing or two like I did. I, this, I got to tell you, Virg, you are very good at simplifying things to the point. Very well explained, my guy, for real. Well, I, was, I, hope it was, I hope it was helpful. I mean, I, I don't know. I've been doing this long enough that I feel like I probably brushed over some things that are obvious to me, but maybe not so obvious to you. So, um, yeah, I hope it was helpful. More than helpful. Are you kidding me? Thanks to you, my segments are going to have, or at least the different segments will have uh, Gambling Incorporated now. There's, there's no way that I'm going to exclude this. This is an extremely exciting part of fighting. I think it's important when you talk sports that you mention, you know, what Vegas has happening so that you can kind of determine, you know, a favorite and an underdog. I think that leads into storylines. I mean, it, it, it's the whole reason that the Philadelphia Eagles wore the dog mask the whole time because they were underdogs according to vegas that's what everyone that's what they go off of when you hear a team that they're the underdog they're the underdog in vegas's eyes and that's really the only only thing where that comes from this is so insightful i I can't tell you how appreciative i am appreciative i am that you've come to the show and 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 just broken this down for a a tard like me to to finally get into what the numbers mean because finally and here's the thing i've looked on the night of the mcgregor cerrone fight I looked up the odds and I tried to even read stuff online as to how the odds work and just the way that it's worded. I think Donnie was there with me at work. Yeah, at work. <laughs> Look, talking about gambling at work. I mean, no, I wasn't. Uh, but yeah, we I were. mean, I went over to Donnie and I'm like, hey, what are you hearing about these numbers? And then Donnie and I attempted to really quickly, we took our breaks. <laughs> we were very good about oh, it. Good workers. Oh, right. We know we got together, we started reading and I'm like, okay, I don't know if it's me or if I don't know how to read English, but this, this is not, the words were not formed in a way that I understood it. The way you broke it down, I think um, it is great, man. And, and, and I appreciate that greatly for real. Like, uh, and I love fighting. So to me, fighting doesn't even need gambling because of how exciting it is. Granted, I'm also a gambler. So this merges two big passions for me is, and you're right. The rooting factor is twice as much through the roof. If you've got money on it. Totally. Oh my God. So uh, Verge, is there any one last little, little, anybody detail you'd like to school me up on? Yeah. I just like uh, the one, one little thing here. My, uh, the, the pick, my pick of the night is for the main fight, the, the Ferguson Geishi match to end in the first minute plus 1200. That $10 bet is going to win you 120. Book it. Wow. 10 bucks, $120. I'll do that. Yeah. But the fight has to end in a minute. Most of these fights end in a minute. No, that's not true. No, well, that, that, that would, the bet wouldn't be that way if that was more a common thing. No, I, I get that. Man, look. $10 to what? 120 Correct. It's a 10 buck throwaway. 
You lose, you lose 10 bucks. You win, you win 130. You'll get 10 bucks free. Just throw it on that. I'm going to make a video tonight burning a $10 bill because that's exactly what I'm going to do. Just cut it in half and throw it in the trash. That's what I'm doing with that. Like um, That's what's betting on the first minute for the fight to end in the first minute. It's like, Hey, that's what that guy, <clears throat> I don't know if you remember in uh, the English Premier League in soccer when that guy bet 50, bu- 50 bucks on Leicester City to win the Premier League and he won 250 grand. Insane, dude. Insane. He, they won the whole thing. They were, they were 5,000 to one underdogs. He bet 50 bucks because he was a fan. They won the whole thing. He walked away with 250 grand. Insane. What year was this? 2015. Just a few years ago. It was crazy. Dude, it was, it was, the, the, it was one of the most miraculous things ever in sports because they, they, they'd just been uh, promoted from, like, from uh, uh, the, premier, the championship, which is below, below the Premier League, and they just went on a run like Vardy and all those guys, they went on a run and they won the whole thing. This guy, they, they kept begging him to take, to take uh, like buyouts of like 72,000, whatever. The guy's like, no, $250,000. This guy walked away with off a $50 bet. And, and really all he had to wait was one premier league season. It ain't even that. I mean, he, he, he turned the money around faster than most people can do anything with it. August to August to May. That's right. I'd say that's a good half year ROI. Damn. And it's 50 bucks. I mean, but I guarantee you most people, like, you bet 50 bucks on something, like, oh, who's going to make the Super Bowl this year? And then the Super Bowl comes like, oh, shit. That's right. I bet 50 bucks that these guys are going to make it. <laughs> you don't even remember that. You remember. That's what I was going to say. He probably was like, really? Shit. But, but these guys were calling him like, hey, you know, it was getting closer, and they were going to win the Premier League. He's like, yo, you want to take a buyout? He's like, no, fuck that. <laughs> That's super interesting. Before you go, Verge, uh, this is going to fascinate me the most, perhaps, out of all things. Give me a list of all the stupid crap you can bet on because it seems to me like there's a lot more than just winner, like you said earlier, winner, loser, knockout on the first round. You just now told me that there's a, a ridiculous bet for the fight ending under a minute and that it pays oh, 10. That's, that's not even ridiculous, Danny. You can bet. So, you know, so there's crazy bets on the Super Bowl. Everyone gets in on that. You can bet on what color the Gatorade's going to be or over, under, how many seconds it's going to take the person to sing the national anthem. Those are, those are my favorites. I, I've always bet those over the years. Um, but there's there's insane bets. I mean, there's crazy bets on these fights, dude. Um, Do you know any of them offhand right now that are a little bit beyond normal? You can buy you can bet on the winning method by the fighter round parlay. So if I want to bet on Jeremy Stevens by submission, and then if I also then I also parlay that on top of uh, Dominique Cruz by submission. You're gonna get a ten dollar bet is gonna pay out sixteen thousand eight hundred dollars. I would literally ten bucks. I do that. What the fuck? Yeah. yeah what yeah. the fuck? Yeah, I, I mean, do that. Your one dollar is gonna pay out seventeen hundred. Dude, just do it for laughs. They both submit. You go on vacation. Not, That's not what I'm now. Saying. What in the crap that I just listened to? I'm still in so, shock. I, mean, I didn't that, say shit. That, that was the last thing I was going to leave you with. If you compile bets, so if you say Jeremy Stevens is going to win by submission in, in round one, and then you also do it Dominic Cruz in submission by round one, then, you, then it pays out $1 is going to win you $1,700. So you, basically, you're picking the most exact bets possible on each of these matches. And if you say you want to throw – a Tony Ferguson by decision in there on top of that, your one dollar is gonna pay you ten thousand or your ten ten dollars is gonna pay you a hundred thousand. <laughs> you could quit your job off a dumbass bet. Oh my god. Okay. No, don't do that. <laughs> Listen, Verge, like I said, pleasure, my guy. This has been so insightful. Uh to be able to do these podcasts and then have someone school me at, at my own game, which is fighting. And even though it's a se- separate aspect, it's still amazing. You've you you're adding layers to the excitement of sports like gambling does to everything and you know this is amazing so thank you man i really appreciate it you've like i said you've opened my world up and uh i i look to have you in more episodes if ever we want to talk some some smack and 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 i hope i hope to see you again for sure on these episodes for fight on you're you're in for me donnie danny and donnie thanks a lot for having me i appreciate it glad i could give some insightful uh, opinions and insight on you know the gambling world and how fighting you know you guys taught me some i mean I didn't know half these guys' names, so it's kind of nice to hear, you know, your take on, you know, there's no home in a way how fighters get advantages. It was nice to hear, and I'm definitely going to lay some money on this weekend's fight.
Hey man, how do you like that? On big fight cards, I will not look at the betting like I did today. And I will not look at any, I'll do and do any research at all. I'll hit you up and we'll just sit here and talk and I'll try to guess you tell me. And then we can kind of go with what your gut feeling is versus what I should bet on. Cause even though I know the fights and the fighters and all that, I still don't know what a good bet is, right? That's a whole science in itself. So, you know, we can combine the science of what I know with the science of gambling, which is what your world is in. And boom, I think we can have some more good episodes on big fight cards. So you're, you're invited, Ben. All right, Verge. Well, uh, I don't know if you can hear me, but uh, you've been super delightful. Yeah, Danny, thanks. Appreciate it. Um, thanks super delightful. That was the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Super delightful. delightful. You've been delightful. He's been delightful. It's been, oh, oh my God. I, I, you know, you don't have to drink tea to say these things. He's been delightful. Well, it looks like we got a new gambling segment on Game On now. Verge is coming on. He's got the 19th hole, and then he could just tell us all his bets. Yeah, until yeah, if, you want, if you want to lose money, listen to that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, right, uh, have a good night, buddy. All right, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that will conclude this segment here. I hope you've learned as much as I have. And if you're confused, there's always the rewind button. So, uh, you know, give us a listen. We are on Twitter. We are on Instagram. Uh, on Twitter. At Game On Everyone. At Game On Everyone on Instagram. Game On Sports Podcast. I am your boy at Studio Z, the letter Z like Zebra 87. Um, follow us shout out to everybody who's listening appreciate you from all five continents in the world at this point um and uh you'll be listening to us soon with the south bend lions and doing what we got to do so until next time guys see you later